And you're ready for first pitch between the West County Lady Bulldogs and the St. Genevieve Dragons with high implications in the conference and the district on the line. First pitch, it's brought to you by Boyd and Associates. John Boyd with Boyd and Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. It'll come from the hand of Ava Greer, who will be the flex player and pitcher today. For the St. Genevieve Dragons, the sophomore coming off an impressive freshman season. Continuing that so far with a good sophomore campaign. As the West County Lady Bulldog or the St. Genevieve Dragons wearing their white uniforms today. Not the pinstripe, Sean. No, because they have to call up a couple players from JV that don't have the uniforms. They only got the pinstripes for varsity. So that's why they had to revert back to these uniforms because those match the uniforms that the, the JV squad has for St. Genevieve. Either way, you got dragons written across the front with the dragon logo above dragons on the uniform on the right-hand side and the numbers below on the left-hand side matching the numbers on the back of the uniform and a light gold shoulder on either side of the uniform. Meanwhile, the West County Lady Bulldogs, a classic look to their uniform, solid purple, solid colored letters and numbers with bulldogs written across the front and a swooping underline underneath the uniform or underneath the name on the front of the uniform digging into the left-handed batter's box to lead things off is gracie wright for the west county lady bulldogs so a pitcher versus pitcher matchup to get our contest started she's got a very open stance and about the middle of the box first pitch to her is taken low for a ball one and oh first pitch brought to you by boyd and associates turning complicated matters into simple concepts eva greer set Kicks and fires. Low outside corner, this time getting enough of it for a strike was Greer. And the count's all even at one ball, one strike here at Leon's Field, home of the St. Genevieve Dragons. The 1-1. Off the plate, missing for a ball. Two balls, one strike. Good patience from Gracie Wright so far. She hasn't swung at any of the three pitches she's seen, and they've all been close, and two of them have been called balls. 2-1. That one, the furthest off the plate, it's ball three. Three balls and a strike. you got a leadoff hitter taking some pitches and making the pitcher work. Obviously, that's not usually a an issue at the softball side, but it's still getting in the pitcher's head. Like, what do I need to throw here to get it back in the strike zone or get you to whiff at it or get you to ground out? This one pulled on the right-hand side, snagged by the second baseman, Schweigert on a bounce. Easy toss the first, one away. Here's why I like an at-bat like that from Gracie Wright, though. You mentioned taking pitches, and it's not like it matters in the sense of working the pitch count, but especially early in the game, it matters because now Gracie Wright gave J.C. Tange a bit of a look at what Ava Greer is throwing. So now you kind of got an idea of, okay, this is where they've been attacking so far. This is how their pitches have looked out of her, out of her hand. Now you have a bit of an idea. It's not you got one pitch, it was hit back up the middle, and you know it's a ground out, and it's like, okay, thanks. Now I have no idea what they're throwing. First pitch, gets the low inside corner for a strike, count is 0-1. It's one thing when I played baseball, I hated being in that on-deck circle and the first the batter in front of me swinging at the first pitch, and grounding out or, or getting out or flying out or even getting on base. It's like, ah, man, I wanted to see some pitches. Come yeah, on. Let's see what he's working with. A 1-1 count now for J.C. Tongay, two-hitter for the West County Lady Bulldogs and their second baseman as well. Pitch to her, off the plate, trying to frame it was Chloe Staff, and she can't do so, and it's a 2-1 count. There's a big gap in right center field. Center fielder Hope Schmelzley pretty much playing Tange straight up, but Mallory Wolk is hugging the right field line as that's a pitch in there for a strike. Two and two, your counts. 
If this is into the gap by J.C. Tongay, she could easily beat out a triple. The 2-2 from Eva Greer. Missing low for a ball. That's a tough pitch to lay off of if you're Tongay, but she does, and it pays off. Count is full three and two. And that's two straight batters that have worked at least a three-ball count. Gracie Wright grounded out to the second baseman, a batter a go. Eva Greer rocks and delivers the 3-2. Chop towards third. Maddie te- uh, across the diamond to first in time. And we've got two down. It's a good play by Terry over there at third. She's in a little bit ahead of the bag and just played it on one hop and a short hop. Came right to her chest, though. Maddie Terry makes the play. And there's two away in the top of the first for Morgan Simley, who comes to the plate. She pops up the first pitch she sees, and it's behind home plate and well out of play. Count 0-1 to Morgan Simley. Ava Greer looking for a 1-2-3, top of the first inning. Greer sets at the chin, the 0-1. That'll force Morgan Simley to have to slide her feet back a little bit to get out of the way of that one. One ball, one strike, now your count. In the top of the first inning, bit of a late first pitch here, coming in at about 4.40. 4.43 to be exact, 13 minutes late because of the, the late arrival from West County, Sean. Swing and a miss. Yeah, they got here right about when we were starting pregame at 4 o'clock. Count sits 1-2 and two for Morgan Simile now. Always a tough start when your club gets here early or late after that long bus ride. Hit towards second, Schweiger there to first, and it is a 1-2-3 inning for Ava Greer and the St. Genevieve Dragons as West County goes down in order. We're in the middle of the first inning. We'll see the St. Genevieve Dragons back for the first time when we return after this. No score on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. The votes have been counted. The numbers are in. The word is out. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. The best hangout is the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Lennington. The gang is waiting for you, so why not join them in the bullpen? Watch the big game on one of the big screens, enjoy a delicious meal, play a round of cornhole or in the arcade room, and have fun in a family-friendly atmosphere. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lennington. When you buy a vehicle, it's a big purchase and often a sacrifice. Hi, I'm John Robinson, sales manager at Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Farmington. When you're thinking about buying a new or used vehicle, we understand the hard work it takes to pay for one. That is why we work harder than any other dealership to get you the best deal possible. At Pettis Automotive, we will get you into the vehicle you need and want for the best price with the best customer service. Visit us today on the Auto Road off Highway 67 and let us help you get into the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Pettis Automotive, we will work harder for you than any other dealership. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by the Riverside Grill in Park Hills, Ledco Community Credit Union in Farmington and Park Hills, the St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Culver's in Farmington, and Edward Jones agents Josh Brown in Farmington and Allison Cannon in Park Hills. No score as we head to the bottom of the first inning, which means we'll see St. Genevieve come to the plate for the first time, and we'll bring you their starting lineup brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Ava Huber leads things off. She's the shortstop for St. Gen. After her, it's Brenna Weiner. She'll be playing left field today for St. Jen and batting second. The three-hitter is behind the dish. It's Chloe Staffin. After her, it's cleanup hitter Maddie Terry. She'll be playing third base today. Mallory Wolk is the right fielder. She'll be batting fifth. Her protection in the sixth spot, it's Alyssa Beckerman, the first baseman for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Batting seventh, playing center field, Hope Schmelsley 
the uh, second baseman and eight hitter is Mia Schweigert. And rounding out the order is Autumn Werner. First pitch misses for a ball to Ava Hubert. Count is 1-0. Again, it's Huber, Wiener, Staffen, Terry, Wolk, Beckerman, Schmelzley, Schweigert, and Wiener. 1-0. Inside part of the plate, missing for a ball, 2-0. Or Werner, excuse me, to round out the lineup for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Under second-year head coach Becky Keim coming in with a record of 8-4 and four overall on the season, having won their last three games in a row. A 2-0. Pulled towards third. Foul. As Reith Smith touches it up in foul territory, we'll bring you the rest of the starting fielding alignment for the West County Lady Bulldogs again. Here's Jared Pettis. Thank you, Sean. In the outfield, left to right, Grace Barton, Morgan Simile, Lily Francis, the right fielder, around the horn of the infield, Reese Smith, Alexis Hedgecourt, J.C. Tongay is going to come up with this one and fire it to the first baseman, Riley Kowalowski. There's one away, the battery, Natalie Womack, and the pitcher, Gracie Wright. Starting lineups come courtesy of Shelter Insurance. We're shield, we're your shelter. Bottom of the first inning, one away after that ground out from Huber, and that brings Wiener to the plate. Senior left fielder for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Digs into the left-handed batter's box. Corners playing a little bit in, creeping in closer, expecting bunt. There it is, but it's fouled back and into the netting. Count sits 0-1 with one away. We'll see if she goes back to that bunt. It seems like West County just had a good jump on it, especially Reese Smith at third. The 0-1 from Gracie Wright. Bunt. Perfectly placed. Wright picks it up, throws the first. Not in time. Able to beat it out is Wiener. That bunt landed about three feet in front of home plate and died right there. That had like some perfect golf backspin when it lands in the green and it doesn't really go anywhere right next to the cup and everyone just starts going nuts. That was the kind of bunt that you saw from Wiener. I was just about to say that's a tough tough place bunt and then it just stuck where it landed. If that had top spin on it and it spins towards Gracie Wright, she's out at first. There's two away. We're talking about Wright potentially having her own one, two, three inning. Instead, you got a runner on first and Wiener. And Chloe Staffin up at the plate ahead in the count one and oh as Gracie Wright misses the first pitch to her. Here comes pitch number two. Outside part of the plate, got the corner, called strike. One ball, one strike your count with one away in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, Staffin with a wide open stance in the right-handed batter's box. Waits the pitch from Gracie right here it comes. Fouled straight back. It was a little upstairs. She took a swing at it nonetheless. And the count now sits one ball, two strikes. See if they decide to send Wiener here with one away and a one-two count. She's got the speed, Sean. They don't send her. Instead, it's fouled back and out of play. Count sits one ball and two strikes still. To Staffin. Maddie Terry awaiting her turn on deck. One, two. Swung on and miss strike three. And down on strikes is Chloe Staffin. That's a good cut by Staffin. Gracie Wright just pulled the string on her and Staffin swung over top the breaking pitch. First pitch misses for a ball, one and no. As Maddie Terry, the third baseman, is in with the runner at first, and that is Brenna Wiener. 1-0. Outside part of the plate. One ball, one strike. If Gracie Wright can paint the outside corner and get the call all day, it's going to be tough for St. Genevieve hitters. She's wasting no time at all. She's ready to go once again. 1-1. 
Misses inside. No, got the strike zone. Sort of a delayed call from the home plate umpire. That yeah. one was close, Sean. Could have gone either way. The 1-2. Protective swing, but it's chopped towards short. Hedgecourt to first. It pulls the first baseman off the bag in Kavalowski, and she can't make the sweep tag in time on Maddie Terry, and she's safe at first on the E6. Kevaloski made the tag, but unfortunately just a little bit too late as Terry got her foot on the orange bag on the softball diamond. And that's the advantage to, you know, that orange bag being there. It's harder to make that swipe tag because you as the base runner can be further away from the first baseman. And there's a pitch in there for a strike. Count is 0-1 to Mallory Wolk. Now, that's the big conversation with Major League Baseball, expanding the sizes of the bases and whether or not they should have just gone the route that softball has with adding just that basically doubling up the size of first base but extending it in foul territory to avoid the collision as the 1-1 is fouled back, two and, or 1-2 and two your count now. I, I, I'm okay that they didn't add the orange bag for baseball. Not that it's a problem for softball. It's a great thing to have, but... I just think it looked weird at Major League Ballparks. I think it looked weird. I'd be okay with it because, yeah, it's looking weird, but it's for the sake of, ooh, is that one? Takes a weird hop on J.C. Tongay. She can't make a play on it. And Mallory Wolk is safe at first. In fact, everyone is safe. And now St. Genevieve, after looking like they were potentially going to ground out and end the inning, they've got the bases loaded with two outs. Uh, fortunate for Tongay, the entire infield except for the third baseman, Reese Smith, is wearing the face guards. That one got up right on her chin. Yeah, I, I think it got a weird hop on her and then ricocheted off the heel of her glove. You don't often see weird hops on the turf. I wonder no. if the ball just got a, got the laces. Pitch called a strike. Count is 0-1 to Beckerman now who's got a chance to make something happen here in the bottom of the first inning. The seams rather, but Tange did a good job of keeping it in front of her and saving a run. The 0-1 foul territory and it lands innocently in front of Kavalowski who at full stride couldn't catch up to it. But now the count sits 0-2 as Gracie Wright searching for a key strikeout here to end the bottom of the first inning. She checks the wristband on her left glove hand side. Sets and delivers the pitch. Misses low for a ball. One and two your counts. You got Wiener at third. Terry at second. Wolk at first. And a one-two count to Beckerman at the plate. She sets up in the right-handed batter's box as the catcher, Walmack, sets up away. It's chopped towards second. Redemption for Tongay. Underhand toss to second, and they get the out there as Wolk couldn't slide in safely to second base in time, and because of that, disaster averted by the West County Lady Bulldogs and keeps us at a scoreless contest. No runs, two hits, one error, and two runners left stranded by the West County Lady Bulldogs. West County coming up to the plate when we return after this. No score through one inning of play on KFMO. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. Congratulations, you're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. 
We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance, so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyd & Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. Top of the second, still no score, and the West County Lady Bulldogs back up to the plate. And we've got their middle third of the order with Reese Smith to lead things off. And the right-handed batter's box, she awaits the pitch, and they crosses the outside corner of the plate it's called a strike oh and one your count the umpire didn't make any signal like the batter went around but that one looked awfully outside to be called a strike i imagine it must have got the black of the plate if you're asking the pitchers throughout an inning plus another pitch it's been a favorable strike zone for them as this one hammered right field and a no doubter from ray smith she launched that one to the back of the parking lot Normally, you're a little nervous if you're parking up against the fence. Reese Smith absolutely cleared those cars with room to spare, and it's a one nothing ball game in favor of the West County Lady Bulldogs. Sean, I'm glad the station cars parked behind us and not out yeah. there. Usually, we'd park about the second or third rows, and that's where the ball went. You're looking at 190 to the power alleys here in a symmetrical field, and that was easily 220 minimum. I mean, that thing was just hammered off the bat. Mallory Wolk in right field didn't even really walk back or even trot back to try to make a play on it. She just kind of turned and looked at it like, oh, wow. She gave it the courtesy two-step. Alexis Hedgecourt now digs in. The no one count as it's called strike on the outside part of the plate. Fouls off the second pitch she sees. Count now 0-2 quickly to Hedgecourt as Ava Greer looks to bounce back. Sean, how big is that first inning bases loaded stranded situation that Gracie Wright got herself out of? So Gracie Wright, but also give credit to J.C. Tange. That was a quick toss to second that she had to make to get that third out. And she did so in time as there's a pitch that misses just inside for a ball, one and two, to make up for, I put it down as a hit. I don't know if you put it down as an error. No, nope, I put it down as a hit, too. A tough yeah. play to make. She had to go a long way. Well, that and it kind of took that weird hop on her as well as Hedgecourth chases one low and away. She's down on strikes for the first out in the top half of inning number two. But it's just, you know, it was a tough play to make for both of them. And she made it on the second. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Cammie McCormick. A spokesperson for Mike Pence has indicated he'll cooperate in the investigation into efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Former Vice President Mike Pence is one step closer to testifying before a grand jury investigating Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Pence's spokesperson tells CBS News the former vice president will not appeal a judge's decision compelling him to testify. The judge last month partially ruled in Pence's favor, granting him constitutional immunity from answering questions about his role on January 6, 2021. But the judge did order Pence to answer questions about Trump, striking a blow to the former president's claims of executive privilege. Rob Gary, CBS News, Washington. A report details decades of child sexual abuse in Baltimore's archdiocese. WTOP's Kate Ryan has that. The nearly 500-page 
two-page report released by Maryland's Attorney General offers sometimes agonizing detail on cases of child sexual abuse dating back 80 years and involving 600 victims, all at the hands of priests and personnel with the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Archbishop William Laurie offered an apology to survivors and said, while hard to imagine, quote, these evil acts did occur. Kate Ryan for CBS News, Washington. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is meeting with Taiwan's president in California and it's angering China, as Skylar Henry reports. It's the highest level meeting on U.S. soil for a Taiwanese leader in decades. The friendship between the people of Taiwan and America is a matter of profound importance to the free world. Tsai is hoping to shore up support for her democratic nation as the threat of a takeover from China grows larger. The cleanup is underway in southeastern Missouri after a pre-dawn tornado killed at least five people. Much of the nation's midsection saw severe weather today. Former CBS News correspondent Bill Lynch has died. CBS News correspondent Steve Kathan looks back on his career. Bill Lynch did it all. Good morning, Bill Lynch with the CBS World News Roundup. He anchored the historic World News Roundup from the mid-1980s through the 1990s. In Washington, he covered the Pentagon and the State Department and politics, campaigns, and conventions. I'm Bill Lynch at the Kennedy Space Center. His booming voice and punchy writing style set him apart. He read and knew so much about so many issues and so many places. Bill Lynch was an influence on me and so many others who aimed to do what he could do. Steve Kathan, CBS News. On Wall Street today, the Dow Jones Industrials finished up 80 points. S&P futures were down. This is CBS News. Streamline how you hire with Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Attorney Joe Cordell. Divorce forces a father to focus on what's most important, his children. You may no longer be a husband, but you'll always be a dad. In the divorce process, this comes down to three key concerns. Physical custody, decision-making, as well as financial support. Each of these is important, and it's important that you choose a lawyer that cares as much about these issues as you do. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. 600 Kelwood Parkway, Suite 310, Town & Country, Missouri, 63017. Guys, fellas, men, are you Roman ready for the weekend? Right now, generic Viagra, a.k.a. Sildenafil, is just $4 per dose at Roman. Just complete a free online visit with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. If medication is appropriate, Roman sends what you need in discreet packaging with two-day shipping. Generic Viagra from $4 at Roman. Go to Roe.co. Slash bed. Do it today and get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash bed. Lace up your sneakers and get your steps in today. CBS's Monica Ricks reports. Today's National Walking Day, and there's even more data now that says taking a walk can save your life. Researchers in California found that people who walked about four miles just once a week were 15% less likely to kick the bucket within 10 years. That's just 8,000 steps. 10,000 steps a day is still the average. It's linked to low risks of heart disease, cancer, and dementia. But experts say even just 30 minutes of movement a day can promote better health. Monica Ricks, CBS News. The average Major League Baseball salary was up 11% to start this season. That's a record at nearly $5 million and the biggest jump for the sport since 2001. 
The New York Mets lead the way with a payroll of $355 million. Seven teams topped $200 million. I'm Cammie McCormick, CBS News. Because her shoulders wouldn't be square with first base. PeopleByGovernment.com. Did you hear? A recent stash of $20 Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s has been found. These gorgeous gold coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck in the late 1800s. And less than 50 of these gold coins are available. Coin experts are calling this gold find an incredible opportunity. Call 1-800-935-7267 and you are guaranteed a $20 Gold Liberty coin minted by the U.S. Mint in the 1800s. But with extremely limited availability, you must call now. These Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s are still in uncirculated condition. That is history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-935-7267. Call now, and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package, a $75 value free with every order. Call 1-800-935-7267 now to secure your $20 Gold Liberty coin stated from the 1800s before they sell out. That's 1-800-935-7267. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member FDIC. McCary Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses because these business owners were your classmates they're your neighbors your fellow church members and their kids attend school with your kids support those who help support your community for years like american metal and mineral point offering full collision and classic restoration over a hundred years of combined experience american metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair paintless dent removal and a lifetime warranty on their work voted best body shop in the parkland in 2018 american metal and collision is located on business park drive in mineral point and if you're looking for name recognition look no further than brad wooten with brad wooten auto body located in the beautiful arcadia valley brad wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site it's brad wooten auto body located at 401 north main street in ironton lacary auto body your ppg distributor in the parkland for over 30 years is proud to support your hometown repair shops we head to the top of the third inning as the first pitch delivered a strike to Lily Francis, who leads things off for the West County Lady Bulldogs, and here to take over the play-by-play duties is Jared Pettis. Sean, thanks. Second pitch misses inside and low for a ball. Lily Francis evens up the count, one ball, one strike. In a one nothing contest, West County with the advantage after that home run in the second by Reese Smith. And the 1-1 right there for a called strike as Francis lays off of it, gets the outside part of the plate, one and two. Inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra in Farmington. Jonathan Stefan and Deloge contact them today for a free quote on auto home business or life insurance. The 1-2 misses low and away for a ball. Two balls, two strikes. And Sean, looking at it, I think we're trying to set a record today for uh, putouts made by the second baseman. Yeah, Seven already? Been, both sides, really. Everything has just been hit towards second base. There's a swinging strikeout. That's the second strikeout of the game for Ava Greer bouncing back getting the last four hitters after that home run, and she's allowed just one base runner, and it was that hit by Reese Smith that left the park. That brings in the ninth spot in the order. Natalie Womack, the catcher, she's quickly behind 0-1, swinging ahead of the off-speed pitch. I mean, out of the eight complete at-bats that we've seen from West County so far, three of them have been ground outs towards seconds. Quickly, Me- but go ahead. Meanwhile... For the West County Lady Bulldogs, or excuse me, the St. Genevieve Lady Dragons, they've grounded out towards second twice and lined out to second once as well. Three pitches, three strikes as Greer slips on the circle, and back-to-back strikeouts as Womack is down swinging. And on top of that, you had that ground down on a fielder's choice to the second baseman 
J.C. Tongay that ended the first inning for St. Jen with the bases loaded. Well, a lot of work for the second baseman throughout this game so far. And that's not including the one that Tongay misplayed as well. This one's poked the other way. It's going to slice foul as we're back to the leadoff hitter in the West County lineup, Gracie Wright. And that's correct. I didn't even think about that one, Sean. That one that kind of just took a weird hop on her, ruled an infield single. That was Mallory Wolk with the second hit for St. Jen. West County has just one hit. It came in the second, that homer. Behind in the count, 0-1 is Gracie Wright. As Greer toes the rubber, rocks and fires. And Wright gives this one a ride to center field. The center fielder comes in, and it goes over her head. Hope Schmelzley can't get to it. Wright going to push to second base to throw over the second baseman and sliding in safely with a two-out double. It's Gracie Wright. Well, Gracie Wright, as soon as she saw that Hope Schmelzley had a poor read on that one and came in instead of back, she knew she's getting two bags out of it no matter what. Nothing was going to stop her from rounding first and pushing towards second. That'll bring in J.C. Tongay, who grounded out to the third baseman in her first at-bat. That's why they always teach outfielders your first step is supposed to be back as opposed to forward. If you make your first step back, you're still in a good position to start attacking downhill. You just got to stick your foot in the ground, in this case in the grass. It's the opposite if you go forward. If you go forward, now you got to turn your shoulders and go backwards. I got to get a courtesy runner for Gracie Wright out at second base. It's going to be Lacey Lamar out to do the running. And batting, J.C. Tongay with two outs in the top of inning number three. First pitch to her, low for a ball. Tongay worked a 3-2 count in the first inning. She was ahead all the, all the way through the at-bat. As the 1-0 from Greer, just low and outside, and the count's two balls, no strikes, to the second hitter in this West County lineup, the fourth hitter in this third inning. Back-to-back strikeouts, then a two-out double from Gracie Wright brings us to Tongay and the 2-0 from Greer. That one at the knees called a strike. Again, pretty favorable gap in right center field. Not as bad as it was before, but Wolk certainly favoring that line more so than Wiener is across the way at left field. The 2-1 called a strike again on the outside part of the plate. A good bounce back being behind 2-0 by Ava Greer in the circle to work the count even at two balls and two strikes. It seems to be the favorable spot of the zone for this home plate umpire is in particular the lower parts of the plate, but especially low and away. The 2-2 outside for a ball, and the count runs full. I think pitchers will like it a whole lot more if the umpire is giving in the outside part of the plate as opposed to the inside part because you have to worry about a batter. The outside part you don't really have to because no one's in that opposite batter's box. And the 3-2, swing and a miss. Down on strikes is... J.C. Tongay, and despite the stumble with two outs, Ava Greer strikes out the side for three strikeouts in the inning, four on the game. And we head to the bottom of the third, one nothing West County, top of the order for St. Genevieve, due up when we return on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Hey guys. 
guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart, where buying a car isn't rocket science. Bottom of the third inning, Ava Huber, the leadoff hitter in the order, leads off the inning, and she'll poke this one to the right center field gap, and that'll roll to the wall. She'll round first, and Huber going to pull into second as the throw comes in behind her as she slides in safely. One pitch and one base runner as Huber, who grounded out in the first, doubles to lead off the third inning. Just poked that the opposite way, right center field gap. The only question was how many bases is the St. Genevieve Dragons leadoff hitter going to get, two or three? Good job by Morgan Simile in center field to really track that one down quickly as it was hit to the fence in a hurry and didn't really bounce very far off the fence when it got there. Berna and I kept Huber at two. Berna Wiener stands in. She'll show bunt and miss this one. It's going to get to the backstop, and that'll allow the base runner Huber to move up to third base on the fast ball. As Wiener did not foul it off and did not pull the bat back, so that is a strike as she was showing bunt. And now the infielders will crouch in, except for the shortstop, Alexis Hedgecourt, for the lefty batting. The 0-1. Slap, hit, attempt, and Wiener fouls it off. She's behind 0-2. She singled in the first inning, was stranded at third base when St. Jen stranded the bases loaded. She was on her way to home plate when the out was made at second base on the force out. No balls, two strikes. Gracie Wright. In the circle, gets a sign from her coach, C.J. Wright, coach and father. And the 0-2. Oh, that one gets a piece of Wiener, and she'll make her way down to first base after the hit batter. A little more than just a piece of Wiener as well. That hit her pretty square. And we'll see. Gracie Wright has been in trouble before throughout this game. You go back to that first inning. She had the bases loaded jam, but that was already with two outs. Here it's runners at the corners. She's got nobody out in the bottom of the third inning, and this is the second time through the order as well. Everyone's gotten a look at what Gracie Wright has to offer. Stefan struck out swinging in the first. She bats here. The umpire, home plate umpire, did make a gesture toward the field umpire asking if the batter went around, and now, now the umpire is conversating with the field umpire about where the runner at third should be. Well, Huber was there on a pass ball. She didn't move yeah, up. Yeah, she was already there. As C.J. Wright barks out a play call for his infielders and possibly outfielders as they're all playing straight away. Infielders playing in. Morgan Simile and in right field, Lily Francis playing pretty well in as well. First pitch swing in. This one's grounded foul on the third baseline and Staffen behind 0-1. The runners are Ava Huber at third base and Brenna Wiener at first base. Staffen struck out swinging in her first and only plate appearance of the ball game so far. Behind 0-1, Gracie Wright toes the rubber. Rocks and fires the pitch. This one's going to find a gap, and that'll score one. That'll one hop to the wall, rounding second wiener. She'll pull up into third with a stand-up as a RBI single from Chloe Staffen. Ties us 1-1. Just a really nice piece of hitting from Chloe Staffen. I mean, that thing was smoked off the bat. Not quite to the extent that we saw from Reese Smith. But that thing, that didn't hit the ground until after it hit the fence. Just 
an absolute frozen rope into left center field. And honestly, that might be part of the reason why only one run came in to score. Absolutely. As a courtesy runner for Staffen is Jolie Parker. And the first pitch into Maddie Terry misses for a ball. And a tie game, 1-1. Gracie Wright ready. Rocks and fires the 1-0. Outside part of the plate, runner goes, no throw, and an easy stolen bag for Jolie Parker. And here's the key. Still nobody out in the bottom of this third inning. St. Jen has drawn blood against Gracie Wright in this inning, and you know they're looking for more than just this one run with two in scoring position and nobody out. The 2-0 missing high above the letters to Maddie Terry. She's ahead in the count. Three balls, no strikes with first base open now. A walk right here wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. You'd have a force at every base, but then it brings up Mallory Walk, who singled back in the first inning. The 3-0. 3-0 swinging and pushing it foul. Terry sends it over the Potosi dugout, or the uh, West County dugout, rather. She just swung at ball four. I know it's been a bit of an extend, extended zone today, but that was absolutely be, about to be ball four. And that's why, listen, I get it. It's your cleanup hitter. You want to trust your players sometimes, give them the green light. But if you are going to swing when you get that green light, it's got to be something just median over the plate. But it's not going to matter. And the second hit by pitch of the inning as Maddie Terry moves up to first base after being struck by that pitch inside. And C.J. Wright going to come out and talk it over with his infield as the bases are loaded with nobody out. And talk it over with his daughter and pitcher, Gracie Wright, as well. That's the second time she's plunked a batter in this inning, Gracie Wright. This isn't the typical Gracie Wright that we're used to. Out of the 11 pitches she's thrown in this inning, only six of them for strikes. That's the same results that she had back in the second inning. The difference is she produced outs in the second inning. She hasn't done that at all here in the bottom of the third inning. You've got the five hitter up at the plate, and still nobody is out in this inning. And the bases are loaded, and a chance for St. Jen, who's already tied the game in this third, to add to it with more. At third base, it's Brenna Wiener. At second, Jolie Parker running for Chloe Staffen, who singled. And Maddie Terry reached in a hit-by-pitch the second of the inning. As Mallory Wolk stands in, she singled in the first, and she's got a chance for an RBI or more in this bottom of the third inning. It's one-to-one. And checking the out-of-town scoreboard, Potosi softball, that game just now canceled. As they were, they had pushed it back to a 7 o'clock start time. Instead, the field is not playable as the first pitch misses high and outside to Wolk. Look how far in the infield is playing for the West County Lady Bulldogs. I mean, you compare the middle infield especially, they're probably playing closer to the, cent- to the center circle as opposed to in line with the bags once the pitch is released. The 1-0 somehow got a piece of the outside part of the plate. One ball, one strike. And, Sean, with how far in the infield's playing and how far back the outfield is playing, not that they're playing no doubles, but they're playing normal positioning. Just a little bloop scores two, maybe three, as the 1-1 has fouled off. You're really putting a lot of faith in the speed that your outfield's got. Morgan simley has got a ton at center field. That's a tall ask if it's hitting to the gap. And this one's hit towards the right fielder, going back. Francis can't come up with it. One run's going to score, rounding third Parker. She'll come in to score and pulling into third as the ball gets away. What a play, and Terry comes up with it at third base as Walk has a two-RBI double, and the score 3-1 to one in favor of St. Genevieve as they have flipped the script here in the bottom of the third inning. This is a huge inning for St. Jen as they are getting to Gracie Wright. She's had a hard time finding the strike zone when she does. West count, or excuse me, St. Jen has hit her hard. 
So you have an RBI single from Chloe Staffan and an RBI double from Mallory Wolk, a two RBI double. And that brings in Alyssa Beckerman, who reached on a fielder's choice in the first inning with two runners on, both in scoring position, and nobody out in the third inning. She's ahead in the count, 1-0. And Wright delivers that one in there for a strike. You just want to find one out if you're West County. Just get one to get you started. The 1-1, this one's fouled off, and it'll be a 1-2 count. It'd be nice if Gracie Wright could get it via the strikeout here because you just need to get some sort of momentum back in your corner. I think Jen, on their side of the ballpark, they've got everything behind them right now. Count one and two, Wright gets the sign. She'll come set at the rubber, rack and fire. The one-two, swing and a miss. A huge out as Beckerman is down swinging. That is strikeout number two for Gracie Wright. Talking with Becky Kime, pregame head coach of the St. Genevieve Dragons. She praised her team's energy and bringing it consistently throughout the season, saying that all year we've been preaching we want to be at a seven or an eight. As this one's laced to center field, first pitch swinging for Hope Schmelzley. One run comes in to score, and runners will be at the corners as Maddie Terry scores on the RBI single from Hope Schmelzley, and it's 4-1 to on a four-run third inning for the Dragons. Smoked it right up the middle, back where it came from, and again, it goes back to, like I said before, Gracie Wright's had a hard time finding the strike zone, and even when she does, St. Jen has had a great read on her, and you can feel the momentum and out there back growing. Another one, Sean. That's Mia Schweigert, and that'll bring in a run as Mallory Wolk scores, and runners will be at first and second with one away, and the, runner, the throw in comes into the dugout, so runners will move up more. So we'll have runners at second and third with one away, and Autumn Werner, the ninth batter in the inning, We'll come to the plate for St. Genevieve. Well, it's going from bad to worse for the West County Lady Bulldogs. I mean, they got a one nothing lead. You got Gracie Wright, one of the best pitchers in the area in the circle. You're looking at, okay, this could be enough to win the game, even though it's just one singular run. And that could be enough with how good Gracie Wright is. But against this St. Genevieve offense, everyone's come to the plate here in the bottom of the third inning so far. They've got five runs up on the board, still only one out commit, and first base is open. 0-1 count as Werner lays off the first pitch strike at the letters. And Gracie Wright deals the 0-1, swinging a miss. Werner behind 0-2. Yeah, I know Werner is behind 0-2 in the count now, but you look at these last few at-bats, it's towards the bottom of the order for St. Chen. But first pitch swinging, and it's well struck against Gracie Wright as well. They've got a really good read on her and what she's throwing. The 0-2 just missed the base of the strike zone, and the count's 2-1, and one, or 1-2 one and two rather. As Werner, the designated player, batting for the pitcher, Ava Greer, and sometimes, Sean, a long inning where you're not throwing could be detrimental to the pitcher. But let's see how Greer controls that when she comes back out. As here's a pop-out, and that will not be a double play. As they throw it into the outfield, they had the runner at third base, Schmelzley, dead to rights. And instead, the second baseman, Tungay, who comes away with the good play to make the catch, throws it to left field, and nobody moves up. So no error will be given there as the runners stay put. You can't assume the double play in terms of errors. We certainly can assume it in terms of what should have happened on the field. Tongue got it, and about halfway down the line when she finally applied the brakes was Hope Schmelzley at third. She was dead to rights at third base, but Tongue, a senior and experienced player as well, for some reason decided to go to second with it instead of going across the diamond to third. She wouldn't even need to, you know, rocket it across the diamond to third, too. Just an accurate pinpoint throw would have done it. The 0-1 fouled off 0-2 as Ava Huber, the leadoff hitter in the inning, and the St. Jen lineup is the 10th batter in the inning as we batted around. 
Started this off with a double to right center field. She's behind 0-2. The pitch from right. Just a bit outside in the count one and two. And, Sean, I'm with you. They, they easily had the runner at third base and walked dead to rights. I beg your pardon, Schmelzley. She was about halfway home. Two outs, one, two, two runners in scoring position. The pitch, this one's poked to right field, but just past the West, uh, the, uh, West County bullpen and out of play. And a five-run bottom of the third inning. I'm curious, whenever we do get to the top of the fourth, how West County responds. The 1-2 again. This one on the ground to Tongay. She'll come and get it. Flip to first, and Kavalowski holds it, and that'll retire the side. Five runs for St. Jen, and huge double to start things from Huber, and an RBI double from Walk, and then a couple of RBI singles that bring in the five runs. We head to the top of the fourth for West County. It's Simile Smith and Hedgecourt two up, and St. Genevieve now leads 5-1 to one after three on KFMO. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From, From Wisconsin, Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. See Placid Tire Service for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price. While others are searching for tires to order, we'll get you fixed up with a great set of tires and back on the road in no time with our four tires, one hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on your budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. For the right tire at the right price right now, the choice is easy. That's Placid Tire Service. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. Top of the fourth inning, 5-1 to one is the score after the five-run bottom of the third. St. Genevieve leads it and leading off Morgan Simile. She's ahead in the count 1-0 and, oh, and Ava Greer in the circle for the Dragons as the sun behind us peeking through the clouds and the 1-0 misses 2-0. Well, and a bit of an opportunity here for West County. That was a detrimental five-run inning. But you got the heart of the order coming up to the plate, three, four, and five. This is your chance to get a little bit back. It's only a four-run deficit at this point, and we're on the top of the fourth inning. It's not like it's late in the game and you just took that haymaker, or it's not like you find yourself trailing by seven or eight and you're on the ropes. It's just a four-run game. There's going to be a leadoff single, if not more. Simile making the turn after she laces this one to left field on a line. She'll pull up with the leadoff single. O'Hanner cut it off before it got past her. Otherwise, that would have been an extra base hit for Morgan Simile, who was hustling up the line towards first. Smart play. Don't push it. Just stay at first base. And trust the battery Smith, who's already got a moonshot home run in this game. Another one would be huge for West County. Trailing by four. Greer delivers. This one hops away from the catcher and goes halfway down the first baseline, and Morgan Simile will move up. As now Simile is at second base in scoring position for Reese Smith, and first base is open if you want to put her on, but I think with the league you have, you're okay with battling against her. That, and, I mean, it's one at bat. 
it'd be one thing to put a player on that's homered three times on you, another for one that's homered once. Good play by the second baseman, Schweigert, but throwing it on to third as the runner tags up similarly to third, and she'll advance on the throwing error by the second baseman after a really great play, and that'll score a run, make it 5-2. to two. Uh, St. Genevieve leads, but Morgan Simley, a good job of base running, tagging up on that little blooper behind the first base bag that Schweiger had to go get. Schweiger just threw it a little bit too far to third and a, a throw that probably didn't need to be made. Yeah, Schweiger probably would have been best off, especially her momentum, the way she caught it, kind of like a snow cone grab, was taking her away from third base with the speed of Morgan Simley. Don't challenge her there. But she decided to, and the throw was way offline. As soon as the throw was in the air, Morgan Simley saw the trajectory was not heading towards where she was standing at third. She easily took off for home. The 0-1 grounded past Greer, the second baseman Schweigert. They're on to first, and there's two away. And, Sean, we, we joked about the putouts for the second baseman. That's back-to-back right yeah, there again. That's two more outs at second base, and we saw a couple of those a half inning ago as well. A lot of work at second base today on both sides, but... Now West County's gotten one run back. You like to see that if you're a West County fan. Like I said before, it was a four-run game. Now we're talking a three-run ball game. This is still a close game at the end of the day. West County is very much in this ball game. Grace Barton stands in behind 0-1. Greer rocks and fires and swinging and missing. Barton again. Tonight, the breaking news, new legal trouble for Donald Trump. Not from that New York case, but right here in Washington in the special counsel probe. Just hours ago, former Vice President Mike Pence signaling he'll testify in a federal investigation. Our new reporting as Donald Trump goes on the attack. There is no case. There's no case. Donald Trump blasts the Justice Department and FBI and the late development. What will Mike Pence testify to in the federal January 6th investigation? Over one fly out to Avery Hubert short. That's her day so far. A tornado has killed at least five people. Please, God, don't get the house. But low and the count is two balls and two strikes. Anthony's outside. A DC teen is shot and killed by Park Police. The civil rights probe, as we're now seeing body fire the pitch. Right back to her on hop. She'll bobble it. Has plenty of time on the first and throws it away. CBS News Brief. That's gonna allow a spokesperson for former Vice President Mike Pence says he will not appeal a judge's order that he testify in the Justice Department's investigation of efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Legal analyst Laurie Levinson. We don't know exactly what Pence will say in the grand jury, but what we do know is that the special prosecutor is getting closer and closer to those who were in former President Trump's inner circle. He would be the highest profile witness to date. WJZ-TV's Denise Koch reports on a new report on sex abuse involving Baltimore's archdiocese over the past 80 years. Investigators say over 600 children are known to be victims. By the 156 people named in the report, mostly clergy and church staff. But the number of victims is likely much higher. CBS News Brief. I'm Cammie McCormick. Former president launched a new round of attacks on the FBI and Justice Department, both at Mar-a-Lago last night and again today on Truth Social. Well, for months, the special counsel right here in Washington has waged a behind-the-scenes legal battle to get Trump's closest advisors to testify. The president's lawyers have tried to limit that 
testimony, Second, on and they've repeatedly failed. Three. And yesterday we learned Trump's chief Pope's of staff foul. will have to testify. That's not today the foul we learned no, Mike Pence is willing to answer questions under oath about then-President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Legal experts say it's this investigation that could be much more damaging than what happened yesterday. CBS's Robert Costa has all the new reporting. Good evening, Robert. Good evening, Nora. This is an extraordinary and potentially historic development. A former vice president now willing within certain bounds to testify about possible illegal acts by a president. They may not have brought their shades today either. They're trying to shade their eyes right now with their hands and their gloves. The one prosecutors could get, get a vivid first-hand account of what Donald Trump did and said as he relentlessly pressured Pence to overturn the 2020 election. And not a small earthquake. Former federal prosecutor Scott Fredrickson said Pence holds the key to several avenues being explored by special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into the January 6th riot. When the mob were attacking the Capitol trying to stop the election, uh, making Greer work. What she came into the did the president tell Vice President Pence, if anything, before, during, in the first, after? The, second, the, the former the president third. spent the last 24 the hours assailing all four ongoing investigations of him. I never thought anything game. like this could happen in America. Today, calling on congressional Republicans to defund the DOJ the and FBI. Swing and a miss. A move dismissed even by his staunch ally, South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. First after the catcher drops idea. it, and that'll retire. At Tuesday's New York arraignment, Judge Juan Merchan warned against rhetoric that could inflame or cause civil unrest. But Trump later took the gloves off during a rally at Mar-a-Lago. The criminal is the district attorney. Tearing into Manhattan, D.A. Alvin and Judge Merchan Proudly serving the Parklands uh, eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. When you buy a vehicle, it's a big purchase and often a set Hi, I'm John Robinson, sales manager, Pettis, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Graham at Farmington. When you're thinking about buying a new or used vehicle, we understand the hard work it takes to pay for one. That is why we work harder than any other dealership to get you the best deal possible. At Pettis Automotive, we will get you into the vehicle you need and want for the best price with the best customer service. Visit us today on the Outer Road off Highway 67 and let us help you get into the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Pettis Automotive. We will work harder for you than any other dealership. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs. 573-358-3674. Mow down in minutes. High school softball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. Dave's all in the tub, and I just got down by him. The bottom of the fourth inning we go. Yes. St. Jen Please leading God. five to two. Don't get the house because we're in the bring house. Up Brenna Wiener Please to God, don't get the house. Please let us live. The powerful EF2 tornado, packing Watch winds up miss. to 130 miles per hour, tore through this strikes. rural community overnight. When most in the third inning asleep. where they scored five Today, runs on five Governor hits. Mike Parsons saw the destruction firsthand. I think when you look at the devastation of this, 
Uh, it's going to be and the weeks upon wiener. months to Outside be able to recover. Ball. She's ahead 2-0. Uh, it's, it's so long crazy right the circle for here. As crews clear roads blocked by broken by tree limbs and debris, search and rescue teams are going door to door looking for survivors. And the one run missing. At least 11 tornadoes were reported since Tuesday across Missouri, Iowa, and Illinois. Oh my God! And Genevieve got a leadoff single for Morgan Simley in the Real fourth took inning. This she ended up scoring on an error. House in that was the only hit. What do you think now when you see what's across the street in your house? I'm looking. I mean, my neighbors have their stuff all blown out. The severe weather battering the Midwest is part of the same storm system that brought up to 18 inches of snow in the Dakotas over the past two days, crippling travel on major highways. And the 3-1 pitch from Gracie Wright, right there at the knees. To a main church in town, a place the community will no doubt rally around. Today, Missouri's governor also said the president called to offer support and aid, but these storms are continuing to push east tonight and overnight with New York, Philly, and Washington, where you are, Nora, in the path of severe weather. Adriana Diaz, thank you. Well, just moments ago, China threatened a resolute response to the historic visit today of Taiwan's president. She met with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and a bipartisan group of lawmakers in California. As CBS's Elizabeth Palmer reports, it was the highest level meeting for a Taiwanese leader on U.S. soil in decades. There's one away. And that'll bring in Maddie Terry. Terry reached base and both... Uh, plate appearances, reached on an error in the first, uh, throwing error by the shortstop Hedgecourt, then was hit and scored last inning. As the middle infield will play the bunt, as will the first baseman, and the third baseman in just a bit as the first pitch is low, and that'll scoot away from the catcher and a stolen bag by Breno Wiener. On the 1-0 count. The pitch. This one fouled off. Count one ball, one strike. Beg your pardon, the count's one and two. And the pitch with one away and a runner on outside for a ball, and that evens the count two balls and two strikes. Mallory Woke awaits on deck. She had a two RBI double. That was last inning as well. And a big inning for St. Jen. And the 2-2 swing and a miss. Down on strikes goes Maddie Terry. Strikeout number three for Gracie Wright. Two away. And Mallory Woke, who has singled and doubled in the game, a triple and a homer shy of the cycle. The first pitch she sees inside and low for a ball. She got the two hardest ones left for that cycle. The 0-1 on the ground of the shortstop to her right hedge course on the first, and that'll retire the St. Genevieve order. We head to the fifth inning, 5-2. St. Genevieve leading. They lead by three, but they only have no runs, no hits in that inning. And one runner left stranded. 5-2 to two, St. Jen over West County on AM 1240 KFMO. The following.
Fleet Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. When you buy a vehicle, it's a big purchase and often a sacrifice. Hi, I'm John Robinson, sales manager of Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Farmington. When you're thinking about buying a newer used vehicle, we understand the hard work it takes to pay for one. That is why we work harder than any other dealership to get you the best deal possible. At Pettis Automotive, we will get you into the vehicle you need and want for the best price with the best customer service. Visit us today on the Auto Road off Highway 67 and let us help you get into the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Pettis Automotive, we will work harder for you than any other dealership. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. Find out baby. how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs. 573-358-3674. Lily Francis leading things off here in inning number five as she is behind in the count 0-1-1 and working quickly. Ava Greer still in the circle as she fires the 0-1 fouled off by Francis. Francis struck out in the fourth inning, uh, third inning rather. 5-2 to two the score, St. Genevieve leading West County. Jared Pettis, Sean Malone, and Jewel Booyer back at Studio Central producing our broadcast today. And the 0-2 outside and high, and the, that's a ball, and the count's one ball, two strikes. As the sun comes out, the lights are still on, not really needed currently. Better to have them, though, and then not have them like we had a situation before the contest where uh, the lights were out. We imagine it might have been from the storm that we, we saw as there's a strikeout looking, and Francis is down on strikes for the second time. Yeah, talking with Coach Kime pregame, there were two lights that wouldn't come on when you would put the rest of the lights on. Only when you tried to turn them on independently would they turn on. So they think something out here might have gotten struck by lightning, but they were able to get that rectified before the game started. And a strikeout number six for Ava Greer, and she's behind 1-0-2 Natalie Womack, who also struck out in that third inning. Womack from the right-handed batter's box, stands in. And the 1-0 from Greer at the knees, called a strike. Count even at one. If you're just joining us, the scoring started with the home run from Reese Smith in the second inning. And the bottom of the third, as the 1-1 is going to be grounded slowly towards the pitcher, Greer, Behan play, and on to first, good play. Score at 1-3 to three on the putout, and there's two away. That'd be big for St. Jen after the last half inning that West County had where they threatened. If you can get a quick one, two, three, top of the fifth inning here, I think that does a lot for your momentum. Heading into what will then be the final few innings of the game, West County will have six outs left. The first pitch to Gracie Wright, low for a ball. After that home run in the second from Reese Smith, St. Genevieve came back in the bottom of the third, an inning later, and put up five runs after bringing ten batters to the plate as Wright fouls this one off. It's one ball, one strike. And St. Jen batted around where they put those five runs on the board. West County had a little bit of an answer in the bottom of the or the top of the fourth, scoring a run. It's now five to two as nobody scored in that uh, bottom of the fourth for St. Jen. And with two outs and a one-one count, Greer delivers the pitch. Hard hopper. 
Good play by Beckerman. She'll reach up and then step on the bag, and that'll be three unassisted, and a 1-2-3 inning down goes West County. We head to the bottom of the fifth inning. St. Genevieve leading the Lady Bulldogs 5-2 on the Parkland Sports Leader and your home for high school softball KFMO. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. When you need repair, there's no need to despair. Dale Mosier does it all for you. The best and put us to the test. Dale Mosher Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body, located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. Carry Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, Chris Offenberg GM Superstore in Farmington, First State Community Banks, Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington, and Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. To the bottom of the fifth, the home half, and St. Genevieve brings Alyssa Beckerman, Hope Schmelzley, and Mia Schweiger to the dish, leading 5-2 over the West County Lady Bulldogs. From Leon's Field, home of the Dragons here in St. Genevieve, and a beautiful turf field with grass outfield, turf infield that is. Right down the road, the St. Genevieve Dragons on the baseball side playing the DeSoto Dragons. The first pitch of the inning as Gracie Wright still in the circle for West County, and Alyssa Beckerman ahead in the count as that one misses low and away. And St. Gen, we talked before about you know them having a good one, two, three half inning. In terms of adding to momentum, this is another big inning here as well. They're in the bottom of the fifth. They lead by three. You've got six, seven, eight up in the order. If a couple of those players can get on safely and you get back to the top of the order that knocked around Gracie Wright pretty good a few innings ago, then we could really see this St. Genevieve bunch put a ton of pressure on West County and add to that lead. As the 2-0 gets the strike, 2-1. and one. And the 2-1 from right catches the outside part of the plate and the low corner, and the count evens at 2-2 two and two to Alyssa Bankerman as she watches that one. The 2-2 two -two pitch, swing and a miss. Beckerman down on strikes, and a good job by Gracie Wright to come back from a 2-0 deficit. And the count, and get three straight strikes to strike out Beckerman and her fourth strikeout of the game. And Hope Schmelzley stands in. The righty had an RBI single in the third inning. And she'll ground this one to the shortstop to her right on a step. Hedgecourt on to first. And a good stretch by Kavalowski. And on one pitch, Hope Schmelzley is retired. So here's how things are shaping up for West County. Sixth inning, when they come up, no matter what happens here, whether they get that third out quickly or if St. Jen's able to apply some pressure, you've got two, three, four coming up in the order. So this next half inning going to be a really key inning for the West County Lady Bulldogs and their chances of coming back in this contest. First pitch now to Mia Schweiger to the backstop for a ball. 
with a 1-0 count. Schweiger grounded out to the second baseman on a 2-0 count in the second. And on a first pitch swing, and she laced a single into the outfield for an RBI hit. Back in the third, and the count now 2-0 to her. As Schweiger back to the box. Gracie Wright from the hill, or the uh, circle rather, puts one at the knees for a strike. It's a big inning for the Bulldogs if they can get St. Jen down in order as the 2-1, a check swing, call the strike, Schweiger. And the count's two balls, two strikes. You can get a shutdown inning here from West County. You're putting your top of the order in a good position to at least get at one run and chip away. And that one at the knees, called strike three. And down in order go the St. Genevieve Dragons. And West County sends J.C. Tongay, Morgan Simile, and Reese Smith to the dish. Some dangerous hitters trailing 5-2 to two to St. Genevieve on KFMO. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kinnon at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. It's finally warming up. The sun is shining. The rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming. And I have a fever. Spring fever, that is. Ashley Sism here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our spring fever sales event. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, from Ford to Volkswagen, and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's clear and clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at sismford.com. Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by Lead Belt Stove and Fireplace and Ozark Modern Insulation in Park Hills. Bill Best, American Family Insurance Agent in Park Hills. Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills. Mineral Area College in Park Hills. And the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington. 5-2 to two the score. It's Morgan Simula, J.C. Tongay, rather, leading things off for West County. And to take you the rest of the way, here's Sean Malone. Jared, thank you very much. 1-0 count to J.C. Tongay, who is 0-2 in the game so far. Ground out to third in her first at-bat. Struck out swinging her most recent time to the plate. And she takes one on the outside part of the plate that goes off the tip of the glove of Chloe Staffan and to the backstop. It is a 2-0 count for J.C. Tongay. And, Sean, this is a huge inning for the West County hitters. They only have six outs to play with, and... Trailing by only three doesn't look like a lot, but Ava Greer dealing from the circle. The 2-0 off the plate for a ball. 3-0 and your count, and if West County can work a leadoff walk, you know they're going to love to see that to start off the top of the sixth inning. And both innings where they had a leadoff hit, they scored runs. It was Morgan Simile in the fourth with a single. She ended up coming around to score as that one's in there for a strike. In the second, though, Reese Smith with the leadoff homer. So this would be huge if they can get a leadoff base runner. With the outside part of the plate called a strike, it's a 3-1 count to Tongay. And again, you're going to be setting the table for Morgan Simile, Reese Smith, and Alexis Hedgecourt as well. The 3-1 right down Broadway called a strike. Nice job by Ava Greer, the pitcher for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Bouncing back after falling behind 3-0. She runs the count full. And Tongay 
has worked a 3-2 count in every at-bat. She's 0-2 today, though, with the ground out and a strikeout. I said at the end of the day, those 3-2 counts, they've all benefited Ava Greer. Swing and a miss, strike three, down on strikes is J.C. Tongay for out number one. And strikeout number seven for Ava Greer in the circle. She's worked really well despite that home run in the second. She bounced back, and then that single in the fourth that on a run that wasn't earned after Morgan Simile scored on an error. First pitch to Morgan Simile dropped in for a strike. But Greer really has not been any tr- in any trouble this, this outing. No, she's looked really good. And when she has gotten into trouble, she's gotten out of it. There's a pitch that misses low and away for a ball. You know, what little trouble that she's worked into. In that third inning, they stranded Lacey Lamar at second. There's a swing and a miss. Count sits one and two. And then again in the fourth inning, it was Lacey Lamar pinch running for Grace Barton. She was also stranded at second. So the only two runners that have been at second that haven't scored today for West County. That's it. It's not like it's been serious trouble, but she's gotten out of it for the most part. Back up the middle and almost threw for a base hit. It's backhanded by Schweigert, but her throw to first is low. I don't know if it was going to be in time anyway. So I'll call that an infield single for Morgan Simley as it just goes underneath the glove of Ava Greer, the pitcher. Although it was a, a weak hit, a single because of Simile's speed. And let's see if that starts something for the West County hitters as Reese Smith, who homered back in the second, comes up. There's an absolute big drive to right field from Reese Smith. And she watches the first pitch, miss outside for a ball, 1-0. Otherwise, she flew out down the line to second baseman Mia Schweigert, who caught it on the run. Morgan Simile would come around to score on an error commit by Schweigert after that play. Finds the outside corner for a strike. One ball, one strike, your count. Reese Smith digs back into the right-handed batter's box, open stance. The 1-1. Popped up foul territory behind and out of play. And the count sits one ball and two strikes. Alexis Hedgecourt on deck. Awaiting her turn, assuming we don't get a double play here. Eva Greer, meanwhile, trying to send the West County Lady Bulldogs back to the dugout without allowing a run in this inning as there is a early swing, but Reese Smith held up the barrel of the bat enough to make contact and yank it foul to stay alive for another pitch. Otherwise, if she whiffed on that one, she's heading back to the dugout herself. The one-two. Swung on a miss. Strike three. Eighth strikeout of the game for Ava Greer. She hasn't walked anyone either. She's certainly a contender for some free pizza with the Little Caesars Pizza Pizza player of the game. That recipient gets a classic hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. You can choose from a pepperoni, sausage, or cheese pizza for $6.99 or a large thin crust pepperoni pizza for $7.99. Uh, pass balls that goes off the tip of the glove of Chloe Staffen and to the backstop sliding into second base easily is Morgan Simile. I don't know if Staffin kind of thought that might have had some break to it. That just wasn't there because that was certainly playable by her. She just kind of popped out of her stance a little late. I think she was expecting a different pitch. Tough time to get crossed up. The 1-0. Sliced foul and out of play. 1-1 one one your count to Alexis Hedgecourt, who's searching for her first hit of the ball game. Struck out swinging and a ground out up the middle to Mia Schweigert. Other than the home run from Reese Smith and single by Morgan Simley, both in the second and fourth, West County really hasn't had a good 
contact with the ball. The 1-1 fought off foul. Ava Greer's really had their number. And that's the thing with these two young St. Genevieve pitchers. You kind of saw it last year, and there was some other great pitching in the conference, so they didn't stand out like they normally would for freshmen with that level of talent. But Ava Greer for, here for St. Gen and Ziprich out at Valley Catholic as they got Morgan Simley in a rundown, but the throw to third gets away. She'll slide in head first, but only get to third as Ava Huber was backing up the third baseman, Maddie Terry. Well, Sean, you don't often see the shortstop backing up the third baseman, usually the left fielder, and that one would have gotten to left field. But a good job by Huber to hold Simile as she was going back to second base when the throw went past the third baseman, Terry. And a lucky break for Simile. She's now safe at third base. The 2-2, it's not going to matter. Swung on a miss. Strike three. Strikeout number nine in the ball game for Ava Greer as she strands Morgan Simile at third base. No runs, one hit, no errors, and a runner left stranded. St. Genevieve leads 5-2 as we head to the bottom of the sixth inning on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. To everyone who believes in tradition, let our team member Caitlin share one that's been at the heart of Culver's since the beginning. In Wisconsin, we love a good fish fry and bringing folks together over a fresh meal. It's why we still hand batter our North Atlantic cod and cook it crispy golden to order. Sharing our Wisconsin favorites with all of you, it's the best part of our day. Come to Culver's and get a taste of our fish fry tradition. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, love. welcome to Delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Bottom of the sixth inning we go. St. Genevieve with a chance to add to their lead. They've got 9-1-2 and two due up to begin this half inning. They lead 5-2. to two. Pitch, low missing for a ball, 1-0. Autumn Werner, who digs in, 0 for 2 in the game so far with a line-out and a fly-out to J.C. Tongay at second base. Right, checking the wristband. And she'll rock and deliver the 1-0. Low and inside for a ball. Two balls, no strikes or count. And, man, would St. Genevieve love to have Autumn Werner up at the plate. And, Sean, just as big as last inning was for West County hitters, this is an even bigger inning to get some insurance for St. Gen. Pitch missing low. No, got the strike zone. Two and one. Greasy right just getting enough of the lower part of the zone to avoid a 3-0 count against Autumn Werner. Designated player in this game batting in place of her pitcher, Ava Greer, who's in line for the victory. Dropped in for a strike. Two and two your count. Ava Huber, leadoff hitter for the St. Genevieve Dragons, awaiting her turn on deck. The 2-2. Off the plate, three balls and two strikes. Count runs full nonetheless. Right. Delivers the 3-2 pitch. Misses low, it's ball four, and Autumn Werner is going to take her base. So you've got a runner on, nobody out, bottom of the sixth inning, and here comes C.J. Wright, the head coach of the West County Lady Bulldogs. In what he called during pregame, the biggest game they'll play this season in terms of regular season games. So far, finding his team trailing by three, five to two, your score. Although it's a meeting with everyone in the infield out there, it looks like a one-on-one meeting, really, between C.J. Wright and Gracie Wright. 
Digging back in is Ava Huber into the right-handed batter's box with a runner at first in Werner. Nobody out. Bottom of the sixth inning. Gracie Wright from the circle. The pitch smoked up the middle past the glove of J.C. Tonga at second base and into center field. The throw comes into third, keeping Werner at second, but two on. Nobody out in the bottom of the sixth inning. And there it is, Sean. The leadoff walk setting the table for the top of the order. And Brenna Wiener stands in. She's reached safely in every plate appearance, singling in the first, being hit in the third, and walking in the fourth. She scored a run in that third inning. We might have a pitching change. We will. That's the second visit in this half inning for C.J. Wright. Gracie Wright will have to come out, and a new pitcher will come on for the West County Lady Bulldogs as Gracie Wright is going to make her way over to second base. J.C. Tonga heads to the outfield, and it appears to be Grace Barton who's going to be coming in from left field to do some pitching for the West County Lady Bulldogs. And so the book isn't shut on Gracie Wright quite yet, but here's how it stands currently. She's pitched 5-plus, facing 28 batters, throwing 95 pitches. She allowed 8 hits, 5 runs, each of them earned. She walked 2, struck out 5, plunked a pair of batters. ERA sits at 7, and she's responsible for runners on 1st and 2nd. Ava Huber at 1st, and Autumn Werner at 2nd. And just look at the outing from Gracie Wright, and it all was running good, 23 pitches in the first inning, just 11 in the second, but 30 in the third where she allowed five runs. And that's the difference maker in this one for St. Genevieve as they lead now 5-2 to two and threatening here with runners on base. And Gracie Wright again, one of the more talented pitchers you'll see in the MAAA this season. That's a big call from C.J. Wright to pull her out of this game, but I kind of alluded to it before in that three or five-run third inning when we saw, even out of the bottom of the order, a lot of early swings from St. Jen that resulted in well-placed hits, well-struck softballs, they just had a good read on Greasy Wright today. Just doesn't seem to be her game. It's going to happen. You're Even the best of the best pitchers, you're going to have those games where it's just not working for you. That appears to be today for Gracie Wright as she comes out in line for the loss. She'll need her team to pick her up in the top half of the seventh inning to avoid that loss, and they can start with some help here. Nobody out, bottom of the sixth inning, runners on first and second, and Grace Barton into the circle. First pitch from her. Goes five-hole on the catcher, Walmack. Runners are going to get a bag each. Warner to third, Huber to second. Not a bad, good start. Not that it's the pitcher there, Grace Barton, but that's uh, that's a block you have to have if you're the catcher, Natalie Womack. It's a pass ball, and Gracie Wright can only watch at second base. Still nobody out, bottom of the sixth inning. Two in scoring position now as Barton checks the wristband. The 1-0. Low and on the outside part of the plate. Two balls, no strikes. We got Wiener up at the plate. Chloe Staffin on deck. Wiener one for one, singled on a perfectly placed bunt back to the pitcher, Gracie Wright, in her first at-bat. Otherwise, she's been plunked and walked. As there's a pitch that misses for a ball, Walmack traps it and keeps it close enough to keep Wiener at third base. But first base, even though it's open, you got a 3-0 count on Wiener. Werner on third, Huber on second, and they're just going to intentionally walk Wiener and not even mess around with the 3-0 count. Rather do that than throw into the backstop and have a run score. Exactly. Especially we've seen two of these pitches get away from Walmack here. 
But one way or another, a huge opportunity for St. Jen. Bases are juiced, nobody out in the bottom of the sixth, and your number three hitter, Chloe Staffen, who's one for three coming to the plate. Her lone hit came in her second at-bat, single on a fly ball to center field. Her first pitch in her fourth appearance at the plate, she fouls it straight back. Otherwise, she struck out swinging in her first at-bat and flied out to Kavalowski at first base in her most recent at-bat. She does have an RBI, though, that back in the third inning, too. Another situation for an RBI or more than one. Barton sets right on top of her right knee. Delivers over the top. Check swing. They're going to say yes. Chloe Stafford went around in the count 0-2. She really wishes she didn't swing at that one. That one kicked up some rubber pellets on the all-turf infield here. She didn't like the call. She had her hands up after the call. She didn't even know it was called a strike until her coach said 0-2 now, 0-2. Pitch to Staffin. Protective swing. She fouls it off. Back and out of play. That one was in on the hands a little bit as well. It's a bases loaded situation for St. Jen. As Staffen digs back in. Barton trying to pick up Gracie Wright, who's playing in at second base. Leo two. Outside corner called strike three. It's a drop third strike, but Staffen can't take off her first. The bases are loaded. It's a big out number one for the pitcher, Grace Barton. Infield still playing in for West County, even in the middle infield, as Maddie Terry comes to the plate. Takes a first pitch strike. Barton. Checking the wristband, working quickly here. She appears to be in a bit of a rhythm. The 0-1. Towards second. Gracie right back hands it. She'll go to home. It's in time. Out at home is Werner. And it remains a 5-2 ball game as that's out number two in the bottom of the sixth inning. A huge play from Gracie Wright to eliminate what would have been an earned run on her. Sean, that was huge. A diving stop to keep it in front of her, and she had time to look up and figure out the situation and fire a strike to home plate. And a good job by Natalie Womack to extend the leg and keep the back the uh, foot on home plate. They'll bring Mallory Wolk to the plate. Pitch. Got the low outside corner, called strike one. Wolk having a great game for St. Genevieve today. Two for three, single on a hard ground ball to second, doubled on a deep fly ball to right field. That's her afternoon so far. Would love to add one more hit. That one, foul, as it ricochets off the light support here at Leon's Field in St. Genevieve. And the count is 0-2. And Grace Barton came in delivering just ball after ball after ball didn't look good in fact it got to the point where they said you know what rather than throw ball four let's just give him first base she's really settled in since that point and she'll step off the mound here Sean I'm going to say it she hasn't thrown a ball since then it's all been all strikes thrown low and inside missing for a ball right on cue the broadcaster's jinx it's a one-two count Good job Not a bad pitch to throw away, yes, but credit to Walmack, who's had a little bit of trouble handling the way Grace Barton delivers the pitch compared to Gracie Wright. 1-2. Lower part of the plate, too low. It's a ball, 2-2. Two two. Nowhere to put Mallory Wolk. You've got Maddie Terry at first, Brenna Werner Arena at second, and Ava Huber at third. The 2-2. Two two. Foul back remains the same. Two balls, two strikes. 
Sean, this is the biggest at-bat of the game by far. And a three-run game with the bases loaded and a 2-2 count with two outs. West County's got 6, 7, and 8 due up in the top of the seventh inning. And that pitch misses low for a ball. Three and two your count. Another good job by Wilmack to keep it in front of her. Runners will be unleashed. Huber at third, Wiener at second, Terry at first. A 3-2 count with two away in the bottom of the sixth inning. Swung on and missed, strike three. And it got away from the catcher, Walmack. She will tag the batter in Wolk, and that will end the bottom of the sixth inning as St. Genevieve loads the bases, but Grace Barton is able to escape without allowing a single run. We head to the seventh. St. Genevieve with the lead, 5-2 to two as they look to close it out after this on KFMO. We won't be beat. Placid Tire Service is the low-price leader on tires. And if you do manage to find a lower price on a comparable tire, we'll match it with our low-price pledge. Stretch your dollars with outstanding deals from Placid Tire Service on tires for your car, van, truck, crossover, SUV, and more. Placid Tire Service has a huge selection of tires in stock and ready to install today. Plus, get six months deferred interest on purchases of $149 or more with your Placid Tire Service card. For the best deal on tires, see Placid Tire Service. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Three-run ball game as we head to the top of the seventh inning. That inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegraw, located on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington, and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. St. Genevieve leads 5-2 as they've got Ava Greer in the circle trying to go the complete game victory for her Dragons bunch and clinch at least a share of the MAAA Conference Tournament regular season title. On the inside... Called a strike, one and one. Greer, the one one. Low and outside, but got enough, called a strike. And now the count sits one and two. Greer with the pitch. Low and outside, missing for a ball. Similar spot, but further downstairs this time. It's now a two two counts to Grace Barton. Barton, depending on what happens in this half inning for West County, could find herself in line for the victory. It's ball three and two now your count. A three two. Back up the middle. Snagged by Ava Greer. She'll toss the first. Beckerman's got it. And there's one away in the top of the seventh inning. It's a good play by Greer. Had plenty of time to fire on the first. The reason she had plenty of time, yeah, it was a grounder. It was smoked back to her as well. How many times do you see in baseball, softball, doesn't matter, something hit that hard back up the middle, you see that stab at it from the pitcher, and it gets through on them. 
I thought Maybe Greer did a did a great job stopping it. We've seen it a couple times today already, Sean. A good yeah. job by Greer to make that play. First pitch, a strike to Kavalowski, who's 0 for 2. Ground out to second, as has been the theme today, and a strikeout swinging. Missing inside for a ball. One ball, two strikes, one away, top of the seventh. Quickly check the mineral area overhead door out of town scoreboard on the softball side. Valley Catholic beats Arcadia Valley 10-0 in six innings. The 1-1, sliced foul. And the count sits 1-2. and two. Out of town scoreboard brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington, providing over 40 years of great customer service to all their customers. You can visit them at mineralareadoor.com. The 1 2 swung on and miss, strike three. Kavalowski down on strikes for the 10th strikeout of the game from Ava Greer. Lily Francis. Do or die time for West County. They need her to reach safely to keep the train moving. There's one that misses low and away for a ball to her. One to know. Francis 0 for 2, just trying to avoid a strikeout beyond reaching base safely. Struck out swinging, struck out looking. That's her day so far. Sean with two outs, and West County done to their final out. St. Genevieve's outfield playing no doubles defense. The 1-0. Sliced foul. And we're all even at one ball, one strike for Lily Francis. Now you've got Natalie Walmack awaiting her turn on deck. CJ Wright not happy with the batter, Lily Francis, as she fouls that one off. You could hear him say, take until you take a strike. What did I just tell you? Yeah, they just had a conversation up the third baseline, and now he's kind of walking up the line even further a little bit, backing up. There's one that's not going to help her case. Low and away, called a strike. Again, it's been a generous strike zone for both sides all afternoon. And the West County Lady Bulldogs down to their final strike. The 1-2. Low and inside as Lily Francis scooches out of the way of that one. Sean, you see a count at 2-2. Two and two. What's tough and what makes C.J. Wright even more upset with that is that foul off that was strike number one was high and out of the zone. The 2-2. Two, two. Low outside corner. Ooh. I thought that was going to be called strike three based on the uh, sample size we've gotten yeah. throughout this game so far. It's instead a ball, and the count is full. Here it comes, the payoff. Swung on a miss, strike three. Lily Francis, it goes off the tip of the glove of Staffan. She tosses to first, and the St. Genevieve Dragons take the victory, 5-2. to two. A big victory for St. Gen as they move to 7-0 and in conference, having won four in a row now. They go to 9-4 and on the year, and at worst, they will share a title of the MAAA Conference. They can win it outright on the 11th when they face off at home against the Potosi Trojans. West County, on the other hand, they go to 7-3 and three on the season. All three of their losses have come in a row. We'll take a break when we return. Bill Bass, American Family Insurance Postgame Show. Comes your way next on AM 1240 KFMO. 